Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Casto, Community Relations Coordinator at Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield. Welcome to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community celebrating 25 years. Today, we're talking with Kayla Bell. She is the Vice President of Business Development. And Kayla, uh, can you pronounce the name of your company? Because I I just have to be honest. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Go ahead. It's ViaQuest. ViaQuest Psychiatric and Behavioral Solutions. Welcome, Kayla. It is great to have you on. Thank you. Yes, it is a mouthful. <laughs> Kayla, tell me about ViaQuest. Yes. Yeah, so ViaQuest is a local veteran-owned agency. We are based out of Columbus, Ohio. Um, we do have nine offices statewide throughout Ohio. Um, We have offices in Mansfield, Columbus, Newark, Zanesville, Toledo, Akron, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dayton. So we're able to hit pretty much every area and part of the state between all those um, offices. And then we also provide hospice services in Pennsylvania and Indiana. Oh, wow. Um, So hospice is available with your folks as well. That's great. Yes, yes, it is. So it's only in select areas in Ohio. Um, In Ohio, it would just be in our Columbus area and then Cincinnati and then Indiana and Pennsylvania. But our behavioral health is um, throughout the entire state of Ohio. And we pretty much are able to service every county. There is only about five counties or so currently um, that are more Southern that we don't that we don't um, service. Well, that is excellent. Tell me, Kayla, what mental health services? Well, well, number one, is this a benefit for people? Yes, it absolutely is a benefit, um, you know, to everybody. I think especially with COVID, you know, everybody has experienced some type of mental health symptom, um, you know, over, over their lifetime. But especially with COVID, we really you know, saw an increase in the symptoms, um, well, absolutely, not only for the yeah. clients we serve, but also, you know, just for, you know, you, me, everybody. I mean, you were isolated, um, lonely sometimes, not used to doing your, your normal social activities. And so, um, and especially for those individuals that are in assisted living and nursing facilities, it was an especially difficult time. Um, they were often confined to their room, weren't able to leave, participate in, you know, the activities that the facility normally puts on, which is, you know, typically a highlight of their day, being able to go out, socialize, um, even something as simple as eating a meal with their roommate or in the cafeteria with their friends, you know, that was all stripped away and they were forced to, you know, just eat by themselves in their rooms. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. And it seems like that's the cornerstone of who we are at Wedgwood. And so when you can't come out and see people just even for a little while, like you say, for lunch, it makes things difficult. What mental health services do you provide for seniors? Yes, yeah, so we, we do provide a wraparound of services and we really specialize in servicing, um, you know, the senior population, as well as individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We really, those are the two areas that we focus and specialize in. So all of our clinicians um, have specialized training regarding those, you know, those two areas to make sure we're addressing 
you know, that clientele's needs. We provide psychiatric medication management. Um, so, you know, it's, it's typical as, um, as people age, uh, that they do, you know, just tend to become more depressed or anxious, you know, with coming to end of life or, um, you know, having people around them pass away, friends, family, um, especially sometimes with the onset of dementia, sometimes that can bring about additional um, symptoms that they never have experienced before, but now they may be confused, angry, sad, and they're not quite sure why. And, you know, it's not their fault. So the medication ma- management is one service that we can provide um, to help with, you know, some chemical imbalances or, um, you know, symptoms that behavioral training or talk therapy is not going to help. So, um, so walk me through this. If someone here at Wedgwood, if they had, if they reached out to your company, Uh, What would the process be for them? Yes. So the process would be you would contact our intake number. Um, They would they would gather the individual's demographic information, insurance information, and then, you know, see what their symptoms are, what what uh, services they're interested in. And then we would get them scheduled for an appointment or an assessment. Um, From there, we would do a full um, assessment on that individual. Now, would you come to the building to do an assessment or would it, how would that work? Yes. So it, it is dependent. Um, we typically contract with, um, with buildings and we're, we currently are in over 150 facilities throughout Ohio. Um, so we do usually contract with this specific facility. And if we have a contract or an agreement in place, then we can actually come to the facility to do this. So we can meet with the resident right in their room or their apartment. Um, if it is a facility that is not, um, that has not met with us or does not have um, you know, a contract in place, then we can arrange for some outpatient services for that individual. Um, we do have an office located in Mansfield, but we also do provide community-based services too. So like I said, we typically are traveling to facilities or to individuals' homes in the community to provide services. So like here at Wedgwood, for example, all because we're assisted living, we don't work under just one specific doctor All the residents have different doctors. So do you work with their specific doctor? Yes, we absolutely can. So, you know, you often find that, um, especially in assisted livings, a a lot of times um, that resident's PCP or primary care physician has been managing, you know, all the medications for that resident for a long time. Um, But, you know, a lot of times if they are having an increase in mental health symptoms, you know, that PCP there, they you know, are a general, um, they do, uh, you know, general medic medicine. And so they may not, they're not a specialist in the mental health arena. So oftentimes they actually prefer, you know, for the, any kind of psychiatric or anxiety, depression medications to be managed by a specialist like us. All of our clinicians are psychiatric nurse practitioners, so we don't hire any general or family nurse practitioners or even geriatric nurse practitioners. They all have to have that specialized um, psychiatric component. Um, So, you know, they oftentimes do prefer that they see us and that we manage those specific medications and then their primary care physician or you know, the facility doctor, medical director manages everything else. And we work 
collaboratively with the facility team and, you know, the physicians to make sure that we're all moving in the right goal and direction you know, for that individual. I think that is excellent. I think it's a very, very needed, needed, um, needed benefit for people because especially like there might be sometime they've never ever dealt with any kind of depression in their life. But when they're seniors in a facility, they might be dealing with something, you know, especially if they have Alzheimer's disease or just any cognitive issue. And I, and I just think that's excellent. Tell me, I've, I, this word comes out to me and I want you to explain it a little more. Tell me about pharmagenics. Yes. Um, so pharmacogenetics is a, um, it's actually, it's amazing how far, you know, uh, science has come, but what pharmacogenetics is, is basically we can do a cheek swab on an individual and, uh, that, so it's non-invasive, it's just a cheek swab. And then, um, we send that out to the lab. It gets overnighted and we typically get the results back within two to five business days. And it tells us based on that individual saliva, um, and their DNA, how they metabolize medications. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, you know, there's obviously hundreds, thousands of different medications somebody can take. And often when then when you, you know, add multiple medications, there's so many different combinations and, um, you know, doses. And so a lot of times this is just a tool, one tool that we can use to make sure we get to, um, you know, the appropriate medication uh, uh, routine for an individual quicker. So instead of, you know, trialing and airing with, you know, hundreds or thousands of different medications and combinations, um, this test allows us, it, it sends us a report um, and tells us the top 10 medications that are going to be most compatible for that individual. That's very in interesting. Which medications <laughs> are going to, um, which medications they're going to be high metabolizers of. And that means, you know, if an individual is having some increased um, depression or anxiety symptoms in the morning, but they're taking, and they're taking a medication to help with that, but then by lunch, that's supposed to be lasting all day, 12 hours, because they just take, you know, um, twice a day. Then, But then by lunchtime, you know, they're becoming very agitated. They're maybe having some crying spells or um, finding that they're a little bit more depressed. It could be that they're a high metabolizer of that medication. So that morning med that they're taking has already, you know, filtered out of their system by lunchtime. And so it's no longer there and effective and working. So this is just one test that we can do to kind of see which, you know, medications are going to be, you know, high metabolizers for certain individuals and which ones aren't. And then it gives us a list of which ones that we can, that we should start with. Now, let me ask you this, knowing that information, um, do you have to do that test very often? Can that change in a person's body? No, we typically just have to do it one time. Um, and so, and it's not something that we, you know, do for every single person. Um, it, typically good candidates for this test would be individuals that are on a lot of medications because we want to make sure that, you know, they're not taking any unnecessary medications, um, we also, you know, so individuals that are on a lot that we could potentially eliminate some that we know are not going to work, that would be a good candidate. Um, somebody that's trialed and aired a lot of medications and can't seem to come up or find 
something that's really working would be a good candidate or individuals that maybe nonverbal have dementia, Alzheimer's, maybe not be, and they're not able to verbalize if the medications are working. Um, they may be good candidates as well. So we typically just have to do it one time. It is a hundred percent covered by Medicare and Medicaid. Um, and then after the initial assessment with the clinician, when we talk about, you know, that individual's history and their current medications, we would be able to determine if that test would be appropriate. And if so, we could go ahead and do the swab right then and there. Um, and then at the next appointment, we would meet with them to come up with a plan regarding, you know, what medications they're on, if there's any that we would be safe to eliminate or that we, you know, can, can change or decrease that's excellent because you know it's not all about just medicating a person it's it, it's that's like the dark ages you know we want to yes. give them appropriate you know we want to make sure that it's appropriate and that's an ex excellent excellent way to figure that out tell me about the cycle for treating mental illness yes so um so the cycle typically the the uh a patient would make an appointment um, to see a doctor and about 92% of patients, you know, wait up to two weeks, um, you know, for that appointment. Um, then the patient, you know, would see the, the psychiatric doctor, psychiatric nurse practitioners and his prescribed medication. Um, step three would be the patient doesn't receive the full benefit of medications, you know, for three to four weeks. Um, up to 63% or more of first-time patients don't receive the benefit that they're looking for. And then, you know, the step four would be the patient sees the doctor for a follow-up. The cycle repeats. Um, sometimes we'll do a medication change or decrease the dose. So that's that's the typical um, cycle that we see when when trying to treat for some type of mental health symptom, which is where, again, that pharmacogenetic testing can really help benefit. And I think, too, um, you know, as you mentioned, I think there's a, a misconception when it comes to psychiatric help, and especially with the geriatric population, it's more difficult to get them on board just because of the negative stigma associated with mental health. But um, it, it, we actually know that the opposite is true. When you bring in a psychiatric specialist or a psychiatrist, a psychiatric nurse practitioner, most individuals by the time, you know, when they're aging are on some type of mental health medication, whether that's just, um, you know, an, uh, an anti-depression medication, um, a sleep aid because they have difficulty sleeping. Maybe they're having a little bit of sundowners. Um, and, Psychiatric specialists, their goal is really to make sure that they're only that they're prescribing the least amount of medication because they're only prescribing the most effective. So you often find that if a PCP or, um, you know, just a, a, a general physician who, you know, treats the person as a whole is managing all the medications and they're not being managed by a specialist, they may actually be receiving medications, too many medications that aren't appropriate or, um, you know, that, that aren't needed. And so often when a psychiatric specialist gets involved, um, we actually are seeing that we're increased or I'm sorry, we're decreasing many of the medications that the individual's on because we're able to just prescribe the most efficient, the most effective medication for that specific person. 
I, I, it just sounds like an excellent program to me, and I, I really feel like it would be such a huge benefit for people in assisted living, seniors in assisted living. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go over? Uh, I feel like I don't want to be redundant, but if there's something that I'm missing, yeah. go ahead and tell me. I think the only other thing um, that I wanted to touch on is we do have a second service called Therapeutic Behavioral Support. Um, it is a mouthful, so we we tend to abbreviate that and call it TBS for short. Um, this is a Medicaid-only service. Um, so right now, Medicaid is the only payer um, that pays for this service. We're hoping that it will be extended to, you know, some commercial plans and Medicare down the line. But what these individuals do is we have um, therapeutic behavioral support specialists that can work with any residents who do have a Medicaid, managed Medicaid, or a dual plan. And they can work on um, coping skills, social skills. They can do different games and activities with the resident. We often find that there's an increase in mental health symptoms just due to boredom. So having somebody be able to come to the facility and spend some individualized time and attention um, with a resident can often help mitigate you know, a lot of those um, symptoms that we may see. So, and and it's not counseling or therapy. It's much, it's more informal and it's not called counseling and therapy. So we often also tend to have a, you know, a better buy-in by families and residents, just again, due to that negative stigma with mental health, because this person, they do do a lot of the same types of interventions as a counselor or therapist, but it is totally, it is a different service. Um, it is more informal and it's very versatile depending on each individual person and what their specific goals or needs are. So we can typically provide this to many more residents um, who would not normally be appropriate for therapy or counseling would very much be appropriate for this service. So that's the other service that we can provide. And so between the medication management and the therapeutic behavioral support, we're really able to provide a wraparound of services to treat that individual as a whole. Um, because we know a lot of times it is just, it is behavioral. Um, some There are some things medication is not going to fix or help or change. And so, you know, for those symptoms or for those people, um, you know, then we can also provide this service to them to really, you know, help improve their quality of life. Outstanding. Kayla Bell, Vice President of Business Development from ViaQuest Psychiatric and Behavioral Solutions. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was very informative and I I think it's a, a very good, good benefit for people to really look into. And thank you, everyone. I'm Lori Casto. and the Community Relations Coordinator at Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield uh, on the Created to Soar podcast. Brought to you by, of course, Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community, celebrating 25 years.